0: What's going on, guys? It is July 9th. Dynasty season is here. We are about a, a month away, a little bit of a, more than a month away, away from uh, preseason games. So we want, to, uh, we want to do a mock draft. But before we get into that and, and I introduce the guys, we're going to just thank our sponsors. First sponsor I want to thank is WinBet. Um, the SGN Fantasy Podcast is sponsored by WinBet. Um, bet fifty dollars at WinBet and get two hundred dollars. So when you deposit your money, you make your first bet. You know, you bet fifty, you get two hundred. You know, two hundred in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. And start winning today. Sleeper, who happens to be the tool we're going to use for our mock draft, we're also brought to you by Sleeper. Uh, you already. Play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com backslash SGP on your phone to join the SGP group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com backslash SGP. And then, of course, SGPN app. Make sure you go to the relaunch merch store. We can get all your favorite SGP SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All right, we got Ralph, Justin, how we doing, guys. Ralph, how's that? How's it out there in the West?
1: It's going good, man. It's going really good. I, I also want to shout out, I mean, I I think you said it on there, obviously, and not just because they're they're the sponsor on there for Sleeper, but um their their platform is amazing. So anybody out there that's not using Sleeper. You are you're pretty much using a flip phone like that old Motorola Razor flip phone comparison, like, <laughs> um, and, and that's and that's just truthfully. I think I, moved, I migrated all my leagues over uh, last year, so just huge shout out to them. Um, but overall, yes, uh, excited to be here. Excited to talk fantasy football per usual. Dynasty, my bread and butter. Um, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, make sure you guys follow him at Lobos Capital FF Den. He's also got a underdog best ball draft going out there so if you want to draft with us we got another one going it's going super slow so i'm looking for Ralphs to start up
1: um any articles or anything that's coming out we've got so with the season coming up for those if, if i get some new followers from this appreciate you just, just to give you a little bit of what i do during the season is i i roll out my weekly alphas and that's kind of just like my stardom of the week um and and last year it, it was it had a pretty high hit rate i'm excited to roll it out this year with some cool graphics and get that going but um, I'm excited to bring that out and that should be starting up here in the next few weeks. Cool. All right, Justin, how we doing, sir?
2: Uh, it's Saturday, my friend talking fantasy football in July is all, what I'm here for every day, but I can, I can just say for everyone listening, these guys put out some awesome content. You should follow them if you're not already. Um, Dave obviously turned me on to sleeper. So I have to be a fanboy of sleeper like Ralph did for a minute, like, I brought a lot of sleeper into my home leagues, and everyone was like dude where did you find this like this is awesome like it has so many features and and it's just like really intuitive so if you haven't tried sleeper you got to jump on sleeper it's awesome Um, you can find me normally on twitter at JF Hornets 25 I try to put out some content these guys put out some really interactive stuff I need to get on their level Um, and then I write sometimes and definitely do some podcasts obviously with the DDFF family on Dave my guy and Ralph and and we know fantasy Um, right now we're jumping into some golf stuff but football ball is, is right around the corner and we're trying to ramp that up really soon.
0: Cool, man. No, I appreciate that. And yeah. And the, the best part about sleeper it's free. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's the coolest part. And now they're getting into the over under stuff, which is super smart on their point. Um, and I'm sure they're going to be really good at that. So we're going to look at our draft just to set the table. This is a dynasty half point PPR, I did do super flex because it's sleeper um, and sleeper Ooh. ADP is good to go. So I don't know if that changes things for you guys. Um,
1: I forgot. Definitely does. That. <laughs> um,
0: so I assume that changes things quite a bit. Are you guys cool with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We got to adjust. It's pivoting on the spot. Yeah, I love I it. Just,
0: I, super flex for me. I had someone tell me, I don't like super flex because I, I want my league. I want my, my fantasy football to be realistic. I said, well, fantasy football is fantasy football. <laughs> and if it was realistic, you wouldn't have PPR and all this other stuff. And uh, if there was 12 teams, and you're picking, you know, uh, your eighth receiver or your number one quarterback. That's not very realistic. And if you're looking at an NFL
1: draft. Agreed. Agreed completely.
0: All right. So, Ralph, you're going to kick us off. What, na- what an yes.
1: asshole taking the first pick. Do this. He didn't even so, know was super flex. It's funny wow. because <laughs> with, with that first pick, I told myself at a, in a 1KB Dynasty League, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Um, now, because we are super flex, it changes things uh,
0: just a bit.
1: Um, now, Justin, uh, you're a <laughs> Chargers fan. I think you'll enjoy this. Um, for, for those out there, I am a huge Justin wow. Herbert fan. And I will take, and and that that famous wow from Sleeper just played at taking Justin Herbie at the 101. Um, I love him this year. I think he'll be the 101. I think there's nothing um, stopping him from being that QB1 this year. Obviously, same offense, um, better weapons. They, they've got the team. He's got the potential to be QB1. And it's nothing against Josh Allen. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, but you do see a new offensive coordinator there. You do see the reports of they want to run him to the ground a little less this year. They they drafted James Cook. I think there's a lot of different pieces to Josh Allen's game this year. Not saying he's not going to be a top five quarterback. I just really look at this and say, hey, I absolutely take Justin Herbie.
0: So I'm going to manually add those players in. So it again, it is a, a super flex, and um, they did not go quarterback, which puts you in an interesting spot.
2: Wow. And you said it is it is super flex, right, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I need my app to update for a second. So I'm going to take Josh Allen here. Um, it's a no-brainer. He's he's QB two on my board. I, I'm going to be biased. It's it Justin Herbert is QB one, especially in Dynasty and Superflex. Um, Ralph said everything there. I think Justin Herbert is just a guy that that just can, hopefully will continue to ascend with that offensive line. But Josh Allen's right there, and I think if you're if you're talking about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert in the fantasy realm. You're, you can't go wrong with any of them in Dynasty. And so flip a coin, whoever you like more, Andy Reid's there. Obviously, there's a little bit more with some offense mm-hmm. um, on the Andy Reid system. Um, but I'm going to go Josh Allen here just because the big, bigger, athletic, younger, um, I think Patrick Mahomes started to get figured out a little bit last year, and they haven't started to figure out Josh Allen, although that's probably coming. The NFL is a very intuitive system. But we're going to go there um, for the first pick on the Superflex. And it. just just so just so I, I point this out, if this had stayed a one QB uh, draft, wow. I am definitely leaning toward a wow. Justin Jefferson is my top three pick in non Q in one QB d- dynasties. Justin Jefferson is definitely a guy you should really be looking at.
0: 100%. Yeah, and and it's really interesting here when you're looking at it, because you got the three big quarterbacks and there's. Definitely a gap within, you know, the next guys. I know Burrow is there, Jackson's there, Murray. Um, But there's a a pretty sizable gap between those three guys and the rest of the group, just like there's a really sizable gap between Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and the next guy. So I'm going to play with fire a little bit. We're going to go Justin Jefferson here and see how things work out. Gonna get a lot of wows here, Bert, <laughs> wow. because we're so, so
2: while so while we're going through this, like like what do you all think there? Because like in, in a one QB dynasty wow. league, I would, wow. I would I would I would potentially take Justin Jefferson over a Jonathan Taylor. Like I'm I'm really wide receiver heavy, and and obviously it depends on the league. If it's a three wide receiver, I'm definitely leaning toward a Justin Jefferson. But if it's a two wide receiver league, it's a better it's a bigger conversation. But what do you think?
1: In a one QB league, I think to your point, Justin, I wow. I lean on the production that wide receivers are going to be putting up for a longer period of time. Um, we've looked at running backs and the RB1s and and, and how quickly the mighty can fall. Um, you look at people like Todd Gurley. You look at at a lot of these running backs who just put up phenomenal years and kind of just dip down. Um, so I think in a dynasty one QB, I, I do – I mean, I picked the one-on-one again because I wanted JT, because I, I I wanted to base my team around him. But I think to have Jefferson going at 102-103 is absolutely the move um, for, for a lot of those dynasty startups in one QB. Yeah, well,
2: not to,
0: go ahead, Dave. There's a pretty sizable gap between John, Jonathan Taylor and the rest of the group there. Yeah. Um. You know, the guy that I I just took, I put a um. I actually got a thread going on right now about DeAndre Swift, and he's all over the place. You know, some people have him as the the fourth or fifth guy, and some people are like, "Are you freaking crazy?" And you know the you know there's people do things a, a little bit different. You know, not everyone does it the same way when they come down to the rankings. Um but I I question everybody when they go through that. And we had this same conversation with Marcus Grant on the show uh, earlier in the week and it's dynasty and everyone can just answer real quick on Twitter and say, that's, that's stupid. DeAndre Swift at the fourth, you know, fourth running back is stupid or the third running back is stupid. It's like, okay, so who are you going to put over him? So you're going to put 27 year old, 28 year old, um, you know, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, those guys, that's, you know, that's tough. Um, a lot of these good running backs are older and he's younger, younger running back. Same conversation with CD lamb versus a Devante Adams. Yeah. Think about it before you answer these questions.
1: Yeah. And I'm right there with you, Dave. I mean, I, I think Deandre Swift has the ability to end in the top three, four RBs, and, and, and I think he's got, a potential to be the RB1 if he can stay healthy. And I know that's a bold thing to say, but I mean, I think we look at what, we, what he can do, what his average fantasy point per touch last year was, that offensive line in Detroit, they're they're monsters. I mean, top they've 10. got- Top 10. Top two, top five, when you're looking at that offensive line. Um, with the additions, you've got another year for Sewell that he was able to kind of learn. And you, you saw him every single week last year get better. And better as the season went on and so now you look at that line you look at deandre swift healthy you look at one more year with dan campbell in that offense i mean there's a lot of moving pieces for deandre swift he is he is i mean he's my rb3 this year i to your point dave i'm extremely high on him um so it is what it is so Um, well
2: Well and and just let me just add this in real quick and I don't wanna hold us up, but like a lot of people look at DeAndre Swift like he's an injury risk. And he did he did get banged up at the end of last season, but if we look at it he had concussion issues his his rookie year. So it's really not like he had like some bone and joint type stuff that would hold him out. Now concussion injuries, obviously I'm not, I'm not downplaying those, but it's a little bit different than like, you know, he tore his ACL his rookie year or he, Mm -hmm. you know, ripped his, you know, ripped his Achilles or had a Liz Frank. Like it's, it's different.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, with these, you know, when you're looking at the the rest of the group, you're looking at. So, this is how the board fell. So, the first round, Justin Herbert was the first pick. Jamar Chase at the 102. Jonathan Taylor at the 103. Naja Harris, 104. So, you got one, one first receivers, Jamar Chase. First quarterback, Justin Herbert. First uh, running backs, Jonathan Taylor. Then you have Naja Harris as the second running back. Then you have Josh Allen at 105. Patrick Mahomes, 106. Justin Jefferson, 107. Joe Burrow at 108, Kyle Pitts at 109, Lamar Jackson 110, CeeDee Lamb 111. So CeeDee Lamb came off as the third receiver. Javante Williams is the third running back and only three running backs in the first round because it is a super super flex. Mm -hmm. You have Javante Williams there. People are obviously scared off because of, you know, the situation they have with, uh, with Melvin Gordon coming back, new play caller, not a, they don't exactly know how he's going to play it, but if they go back to his Green Bay days, likely going to be a split like it was last year. And and Javante Williams is young. He's just 22 years old. Uh, I think Swift is 24. Um, Harris and Taylor obviously are young. And then you look at the next running back, Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's coming off two injury-plague seasons, and he's about to turn 26, or he just turned 26.
1: He just turned 26, yeah.
0: Yep. So, and then Austin Eckler, he's been banged up before and he's, you know, he's 27. You know, I think Mixon is 26 about to be 27. So you look at the running backs and, you know, 25 is kind of the age of the the apex that you're looking for. These guys are over 25. It's really hard to put them in that top five dynasty rankings. So Mm -hmm. 201 was Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray at 202, Dak Prescott, 203, Christian McCaffrey, 204, Mark Andrews, 205. So you had the first tight end was Kyle Pitts first-round pick. Then you have DeAndre Swift, 206, Russell Wilson, 207, Stephon Diggs, 208, Jalen Hurts, 209, Austin Eckler, 210, A.J. Brown, 211, Trey Lance at 212, and Brees Hall, 301. Those are Ralph's picks, so his team is Herbert, Lance, and Hall, Debo Samuel at the 302, Deshaun Watson at 303, Bold from the te- team number three at the 33, Deshaun Watson. Spicy Joe Mixon 304 Devontae Adams 305 So Devontae Adams is here in the middle of the third round now And that was Justin's pick And then we're going to let the computer pick here They took T. Higgins I'm back on the board I have not picked a quarterback or a tight end I have Justin Jefferson DeAndre Swift And my pick Is going to be i got to use my phone when I'm doing this (laughs) Let's see this. Um, Let's see this. All right, Matthew Stafford. So he's not the youngest guy, but for quarterbacks, he's all right. He's through thirty-three years old. Um, he's in a great situation at with the LA Rams. And I don't think he's gonna make it back around to me. Dalvin Cook, Trevor Lawrence, DK Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, so we're in the fourth round Tyree Kill, George Kittle, Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry's all, all the way fourth in. Fourth round still too
2: early for me with George Kittle in the super <sighs> Drake,
0: Drake, Drake London at 404. And then we have Alvin Kamara at the 405. And, you know, the suspension is looming over him on top of it. New offense. You know, he's got, he's got Jameis, got a new, uh, new offensive coordinator and, He's got the this potential of a suspension looming. So while while
2: Dave's making this pick, I do I do want to have this a con- little bit of conversation. We don't have to go into depth, but like I do want to hear you all's thoughts on Trey Lance and whether you feel like we would think the same thing about Trey Lance if he was not with Kyle Shanahan because like when Trey Lance came out of college, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of Trey Lance. So let me, let me put my thing out of here. Like I'm, I'm not a fan of Trey Lance. I think he's been overrated since he came out. He does have a lot of athleticism, but to me, to be honest, he's Zach Wilson in a Kyle Shanahan offense and everybody's giving the Kyle Shanahan bump because he's there. Um, He plays outside of structure um, really well. Um, He can run much better than Zach Wilson, so don't let me. I don't. I don't want to put him in the same basket there. But um, I'm just really curious in what you all think because I I feel like a lot of people may be left holding the bag with Trey Lance because we're thinking that something's going to pop, and I think Kyle Shanahan inflates that a little bit.
1: Well, Ralph, you want a rebuttal because you're the the Trey Lance say, manager
0: in this situation. I,
1: yeah, I drafted him at the two twelve. Um, <laughs> I think Justin, with you, you are right in a sense of um, I thought I personally thought he was extremely overrated coming out of college as well. I mean, we we didn't see much from him, and what we did see was good, um, and, and, and I think it was it was just that that small sample size. I think that that name that comes with Shanahan and what he's able to do and what he's been able to do. I mean, and, and not just to, to say about Debo or, you know, and kind of just like the success that they've had on offense, but I, I think we saw Garoppolo able to, to do well on that team. And, and so if, if Garoppolo, and, and, and this isn't a knock on Garoppolo, I think he's a, he's a, he's an average quarterback, but when, when it comes to him and if they can make him look good, I think Trey Lance has more, he's got more talent. Than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think if, if Garoppolo can go there and, and do what he was doing, I think they'll they'll mature Lance. And I think they did the right thing in and letting him sit back for a year and really observe what that was like. I think that was yep. huge. We saw the downfall and how how much shit people were talking about, Justin Fields right now, because he was thrown into the fire. And so now people are not as high. On Justin Fields as they were last year, and rightfully so. I mean, the Bears, you know, I think added a can of Pringles out there um, to to his offense, and, and didn't add much to help him. But you know, now that narrative is that he can't play. And, Was that, and we had a Byron Pringle reference. A O. Not a sponsor. And and we see that, and so I think Lance, the I, I think he played what four games last year, four four or five games. Um, and in the games he played, he he looked decent. He looked good, but again, he was a rookie. And I think I liked what I saw from him in, in his rookie season. So now that he's got this this training camp, this preseason, to kind of just go into and develop into what he is. I mean, at the end of the day, um, he, he's got that talent. So I'm and, and he's got some good weapons around him. I mean, between Debo and Ayuk and Elijah Mitchell and Kittle, I mean, he's he's set up to su- to succeed this year. So I'm I'm willing to take a shot there. I, 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 I agree with him and, and I think you know we see. Lamar and we see Josh Allen, their year ones never look good. Um, I mean, you know, I shouldn't say never because Justin Herbert looked hot coming out the gate. But, uh, you know, I I'm willing to take a shot on, on Lance at 212. And I think if in a super flex league, why not? So
0: you got to pay the bills here real quick. I got to shout out the sponsor again. But um, Ralph, you can make your picks and then I will get right back to that and i have also have you know some thoughts on on what's going on but we can't forget to tell everybody about win bets again uh, make sure you get down on the win bets $50 bet so you can get it's a $50 $50 bet when a $200 free bet promotion where a $50 bet qualifies so you up to $200 in 3 in free bets if you're getting if you're betting base you know baseball you have to check out win bet their reduced juice in baseball games makes them Uh, makes them the best place to bet MLB. And then there's the ultimate fantasy football experience. We got to get in on this. Bet $500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts. You and your entire league, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WinBet.com to get started. Uh, you offer a subject to change, term and con- terms and conditions at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. So let me give my piece. You gave yours, Justin. Ralph gave his. It's fantasy football, it's not regular football. So when it comes down to it, you're looking for the next Konami code quarterback and he appears to have that in his bag while Zach Wilson I don't know if is the most appropriate uh most you know Zach Wilson's got a cannon and he can run a little bit but he's not built like Trey Lance Trey Lance is a big dude and when you're looking at someone like a Jalen Hurts finishing as QB1 every single week and he is an awful Passer, as far as a a, a, he improved last year, but as far as a metric standpoint, he's a very bad passer. You think Trey Lance, even if he's a little bit better than Jalen Hurts, is going to put up buku numbers, and that's why people are so excited about him. That's that's why I think he's you know up there. I'm not saying he is going to do that, but I think that's that's where the hype is, and I do think Kyle Shanahan 100 helps you know, the confidence level. You're good. Any, any good.
2: More? No, 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 no. I, I was, I was actually going to preface it with, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say preface it, but like the rushing four. So I get where he's drafted in fantasy. I'm, I was, I was more on the real football side. So yeah, you, you were right to point that out, Dave. So yeah, and, I appreciate and
0: there, that. Th- there's the Jimmy Garoppolo situation that it could, you know, if you mention it to a Trey Lance manager, it would really piss him off. Kyle Shanahan said that he hopes at some point this offseason that Jimmy Garoppolo is traded. So it does sound like that is the option. But we're at the bar. It's closing time. All the girls have been paired up. The only girl left is Pete Carroll. And, and I don't think Seattle is very interested in winning many games this year. And I don't know if San Francisco and Seattle are going to trade quarterbacks. So unless he goes to Cleveland and Cleveland gives away more draft picks and more money to quarterbacks.
1: No shot. Do you see no anywhere
0: shot. else that he would go minus an injury?
1: I read a report that said, and I don't know if it was real or not, you know, just because there's so much bull out there, but it was, uh, it was saying that the, the Buccaneers were interested in Garoppolo so he could take over for Brady once he's gone again. And I was just it's just it's like history repeating itself. And I said that would be a really interesting scenario. Uh um, yeah. just to kind sense. of see. It. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. I could see that. I mean, Kyle Trask, he's not no. the future. He's not the future there. So I I think do they take a chance and wait and draft a quarterback and draft a quarterback and who knows That's how much Tom Brady's hat or do they go with Garoppolo? So that could be Further,
2: interesting. for the record. I meant to pick Saquon Barkley, where I picked Antonio Gibson. I'm not a Gibson guy,
1: <laughs> but
2: <laughs> I, I it's a wrong button.
1: That happens. And that happens. And you would have been right to draft Barkley there. I, I was. I was. <laughs> I, I kept seeing him slip, and I said, "No shot. He makes it to the
0: NFL." <laughs> All right. Um. So I'm, I'm gonna. I love the last
2: few picks, Dave. I love the last few picks.
0: I appreciate that. I like my running backs. So uh, let's go to the fourth round. Tyree Kill, George Kittle, Derrick Henry, Drake London, Alvin Kamara. Then we had Michael Pittman was my pick. So my first four are Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Swift, Matthew Stafford, and Michael Pittman. Then um, then you have uh, Travis Etienne, Antonio Gibson, should have been Barkley. And then Justin Fields, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb and DJ Moore. And I do want to ask you guys after I go through the next round about Justin Fields, because I might have a different take than you guys. Um, DJ Moore wrapped wrapped out the fourth round on Team Ralph. And we have Mike Evans at 501, Aaron Rodgers, 502, Deontay Johnson, 503, Kenneth Walker at 504, the second running back, rookie running back, JK Dobbins, Cam Akers, David Montgomery, Traylon Burks, Tua attack Viola. Darren Waller, Mac Jones, and then Terry McLaurin at five twelve. I think that's a nice pick. Uh, Derek Carr six oh one. I was hoping he would make it back to me. Um, then we have Josh Jacobs six oh two, Jerry Judy six oh three, Leonard Fournette six oh four, Garrett Wilson six oh five, and I took Aaron Jones at six oh six. So Justin, you are back on the clock, sir. So perfect. You, so, yeah, so yeah, I was.
2: I was there with you, Dave. I wanted Derek Carr to fall back to me there because Derek Carr is, the, is one of the guys in the Superflex that I'm trying to get as my second quarterback. He's a guy you can get in the fifth or sixth round. Um, I hate the Raiders, so it's tough for me to talk about this, but like I, I truly believe that he is going to have a career year um, in that offense and with the weapons that they have put around them, and the defense is weak, so they're going to have to score. Um, with that said, I'm going to go right here with the ageless, and I say ageless because he's only 26 and everybody keeps sleeping on him, but Ezekiel Elliott falling to me in the sixth round here, I'm going to take that all
1: day long. Yep. Yep. We, we just talked about that with Marcus the other day, how, how his value just happened to dip overnight, and it's shocking to see someone like Zeke who's put up consistent top 10 RB numbers since he joined the league. has just been nuts. Um, so great pick there, Justin. I think for me, now beautiful. The guy I wanted is actually fallen to me, and it's a guy who I've been taking as my RB2 everywhere. Talked about him earlier this week. It's gonna keep happening. Mr. AJ Dillon himself, Quadzilla, aka massive thighs, aka my RB2. Um, I, I am very content with having him there and then doing the little flip. Um, I'm actually really content with DJ Moore and Mike Evans as my wide receiver ones and two. Um wide receiver three I, I'm between a couple guys here and, and I think I would be content with having either of these guys in any leagues in my wide receiver threes but um I'm going Bateman I'm going to shot Bateman here I think in, nice in the seventh round um Marquis Brown gone we've seen Lamar you know he's been the offseason reports he's he's working on that throwing mechanic um Mark Andrews is going to get his fair share absolutely but they Need a wide receiver to step it up, and I do think it's Bateman this year. So to have him as, as my wide receiver three in the seventh and a dynasty, perfect.
0: Dude, I, I love those picks. Bateman and Brown are guys that I am definitely targeting. Um, and then you yeah, got Monroe St. Brown and, and Jameson Williams. Some really, really good value in the seventh round. So let's let's recap the sixth round. And then again, I want to hear your thoughts on Justin Fields. Derek Carr, 601, Josh Jacobs, 602, Jerry Judy, 603, Leonard Fournette, 604, Garrett Wilson, 605, Aaron Jones, 606, Chris Godwin at the 607, Ezekiel Elliott, 608, TJ Hawkinson, 69, Devonta Smith, 610, Zach Wilson, 611, AJ Dillon at the 612. Then we have Rashad Bateman followed by – there's a nice run on receivers – we have Rashad Bateman, 701, Marquise Brown, 702, James Williams, 703, Montrose St. Brown, 704, 705 was Keenan Allen. Let's see if we keep it. James oh. Connor, 706. And so I'm in quite the dilemma where I need another quarterback, but I do not think this guy's coming back to me. And I absolutely love some Dalton Schultz. I like it. I think Dalton Schultz is he's proven that he's he's a consistent option and one of the, the key factors or the key stats that I've noticed from the you know if you look at what are what are tendencies if you look at like top five tight ends and they're the number two in targets on their offense and I think there's a very good case for Dalton Schultz to get the second most targets. Uh, on the Cowboys this year I agree
1: with that being a Cowboys fan I I and I was very very wrong about my Jarwin and Schultz take last year I really thought Jarwin would take over that tight end position I thought Schultz I mean prior to Jarwin's injury um he had less than 20 career receptions you know he he came in as as a blocking back he was drafted I'm sorry as a blocking tight end he was drafted as the blocking tight end um and Jarwin had just shown that he was a very good receiver and when you saw that go down, you saw Schultz putting up those numbers. I just said, "Well, he's just benefiting from the Jarwin injury." And Jarwin came back last season, and I mean, he 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 literally took that position and ran with it. So, um, and,
0: yeah. And you know, some some you know, Dale Jeremiah talked about it. College production for tight ends is really hard to um you know, to point out. Yeah. And if you look at guys, if you look at top tight ends in the league. There's no one out there that was like, "Man, this guy was." supposed to be the best tight end in the world. Like OJ Howard was supposed to be really good. And Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts has been good, but he's still not a top three tight end as far as production. Mm -hmm. Kelsey, he was this, you know, I think a second or third round guy. You got Kittle came out of nowhere. Kittle had very little production in college. Darren Waller was a receiver. No one expected him to break out to be a a stud Mm -hmm. tight end. Um, And then Dalton Schultz coming out at Stanford, You know, they have produced quite a bit of uh, tight ends.
1: I agree.
2: By the way, I wanted to give you some props on that Mike Evans pick, uh, Ralph. I don't know about anyone else, but Mike Evans has creeped into probably my top eight wide receivers for this upcoming season. Um, And I'm very close to pushing him into my top six. Um, I think he could potentially be – this year's Randy Moss for Tom Brady and like a just going out party swan song of just catching a ton of touchdowns and just christening the league with like, I'm Mike, Mike Evans. I catch a thousand thousand yards a year. And Oh, by the way, I'm going to break 20 touchdowns. So I, I love that pick man.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've, I've been, I've been drafting him everywhere not just in dynasties, but also I I'm drafting one Oh two from the Scott fishbowl and he continues to to somehow make it to me by by the fourth round in, in a lot of the mocks that I've done. And I'm just like, holy cow, that is tremendous value. Um, and and so I think to your point, Justin is like in this first eight seasons in the NFL, that's all that man has done is produce and, and produce at a high level, a thousand yard season for the first eight years. I mean, he hasn't had a season less than 109 targets, which is which is just crazy, and and it's not just consistency on the numbers; it's consistency on on playing the game on the field. He just he continues to play. He plays through. I mean, I can I'm knocking on wood right now. If you guys can see me, I'm knocking on wood. He's he has not had a major injury that he's faced. He's been out there. He's been playing, and it's it's been it's been great to see. So I'm I'm huge on him. So I, was I mean,
2: Marcus Marcus Lattimore left New Orleans, right?
0: No, no, he's I there.
2: He, I thought he left New Orleans.
0: No, they, I was about new, to say
2: the only thing I ever worry about with Mike Evans is two games a year with Marcus Lattimore. That's it, that's all you worry about.
0: True, yeah, and, and he's he's been fine. He's Mike Evans, is you know, people want to point to being you know a little bit touchdown de- dependent. Um, he's just not, uh, you know, he's not new enough. Everybody wants the new, exciting thing. And Mike mm-hmm. Evans, you know, it seems like he's been in the league forever. He's been in the league for a long time, but he's not like an old, old dude. You know, he came in what same class as like Odo, Odo Beckham Jr. And he's outlasted all those guys, you know, Um that, you know, that class was, or maybe he maybe was the year before, but you know, he's, he's outlasted all those guys. You know, you think about the, the Kelvin Benjamins and the Sammy Watkins and and those guys. And Evans is just tried and true, just kind of like Ezekiel Elliott from the receiver position. Yep. Agreed.
2: And Marshawn Lattimore. Let me correct myself, not Marcus. Marshawn. And he's only 28, Dave, so you're exactly right.
1: Yeah. I remember when he got drafted, he was a 19-year-old kid. Um, which is just bizarre because that just means that he came in as a, as a 19, 20 year old kid and was just dominating grown ass men. And he's continued to do that for the last eight years.
0: I was hoping to go back to back receiver here. I thought I'd get either Allen Robinson or Brandon cooks, but there was a little bit of a receiver run. So I'm a little bit, um, not in love with my situation here at the receiver position, but I played the I tried to play the ADP game and take Davis because he was the top guy on the board. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a tough one. And I am I'm gonna take a guy that I have not drafted in any league or any mock, but I'm starting to get a little interested in Christian Kirk over there in Jacksonville. Follow the money. And I, I like the quarterback, I like the situation over there.
2: A wide receiver, one in the tenth round—you really can't go against, right?
0: What I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, they got Marvin Jones. Who's, you know, he's thirty-three years old now, and you got um, Zay Jones and Lavisca Chanault. I'm just not
1: not seeing it. Oh, sniped three picks early, but sniped nonetheless. All right. That changes my plan just a little bit here. Oh, so, so what are you, Justin, what are, your, what are your thoughts on
0: Justin Fields? So, um, you know, I, I had a couple shares of Justin Fields. I, I really do like Justin Fields, but I'm really nervous about the situation over there. And I think the situation is so bad. And if he does not improve mightily from what he played last year, because I know Nagy can get a lot of blame. And well-deserved blame, but all of the issues that are the reason that Fields kind of fell down the board showed up, and I, I have some some concerns about Justin Fields, and and what are you, what are you, what are your thoughts?
2: So. So I really believe – so obviously they give uh, Nagy a lot of uh, the blame and rightfully slow. I think Nagy was awful in that offense. I think he was awful in that organization. At the same time, the ownership was not – is not without responsibility of drafting Justin Fields. And so the ownership made that pick. And so to think about them selling off on Justin Fields after just two years – seems a little bit far-fetched to me. So I believe Justin Fields is going to have a couple shots. They know that they're not putting a lot around him this year. I think if they're willing to just dump a, what, he was number two? Was Chicago number two or number three? No, sorry. Anyway, first round, first round quarterback. Um, to dump him that early would be crazy to me. Um, I think he's got really good accuracy. Outside of the pocket he does really well. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of like with him. Um, he's like, I just think he's got a couple more years. And so he's somebody that I'm willing to take a shot on because he, he's got that capital and the pedigree. So he just, you can't just get rid of him.
0: Yeah. And, and it can very, very much be the situation. Um, you know, and Sam Donald's got a pretty long leash over there and with the jets, um, the change of the GM, and and head coach makes me you know excited for Justin Fields mm-hmm. but it also makes me nervous cuz if again if he does not play well that coach and that GM did not draft him and if they're sitting at 3 4 or 5 next year and Bryce Young is on the board that's going to be a conversation to be had if the jets go out and and fields shows you know some progress and they're 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 picking at 9 or 10 a little different of a situation but if they end up in the top five which is possible that that conversation is going to be had and it's going to be an interesting uh interesting offseason that's why i'm leery on investing in someone like that because you're going to have to pay up if you're going to trade for
1: or draft justin fields let me ask you dave what what does a a safe year for justin fields look like for you I mean, obviously, they're not expecting, I think, as a franchise to win the Super Bowl, right? I don't think they're expecting much. But what would you guys say, and obviously for you as well, Justin, Like, what would you say is just enough for Fields to go out there and do something and so that way that organization is like, you know what, we have our guy?
0: I, I don't think it equates to wins and losses. I think it equates to looking like he's got confidence and he's showing development. If he's if if the arrow's pointing up, he's fine. If if he's stagnant, or the arrow's pointing down, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I mean, you look what Davis Mills did. Davis Mills, this was a you know crappy quarterback class, but Davis Mills played pretty well for such a bad situation. He didn't light the world on fire. I don't think he had any amazing, you know, metrics from PFF or anybody, not no amazing fantasy production, but he played well enough that even like we noticed there's a lot of us that are, you know, fans of what he did. If Justin feels there's something like that, you know, he's competitive. He's showing progress. I think he's going to be perfectly fine, but if he doesn't is my concern. And I just don't know if they've, I'm worried about the situation they put around him. Hmm.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. I think, I think you're, you're spot on Dave Uh, as a new GM coming into a new into that organization. um, It's kind of a crapshoot for us, right? Because we don't really know because usually it's like, okay, well, you would think the GM is going to take into account. They've got a guy that they drafted early in the first round. I'm going to go in buying into the fact that Justin Fields is my guy and I'm going to build the pillar around him, build him as the pillar. Well, at the same time, he also sees the roster they have, and he knows that they could potentially have a top five pick next year. So it's really, like, right in the middle of what they may do. Yeah. And and to answer your question, I'm, I'm with Dave. Like, it's – I think he's got to protect the ball and, and show a little bit. But, like, at the same time, if he shows – that if he plays a season like last year's Trevor Lawrence, can you really blame him? And whether that really gets him another year or not is really up in the air.
0: yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I got to shout out Sleeper one last time before we get out of here. Um, we talked about Sleeper quite a bit. So, if you haven't, if you don't know, you haven't tried Sleeper out, you need to go do it. Um, it just it's the Sleeper app, download the app or go to sleeper.com. And Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have it on your league. We're seeing us use it right now. I use it for mine, obviously. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper too. So by playing the new over and under game, it's super simple. First, you pick any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under, for example, number of points in basketball, number of hits could be catches, could be touchdowns, things like that for, for football. Then you, depending on how many, um, so then you choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times your money that you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over under on sleeper is that the only app where you, I can join my buddies contest, play together. So if we want to, you know, have some some fun. We're not playing against each other in fantasy. We can play play against each other on the over under game. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and, and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun and we can ride it out together. Stop what you're doing, download the sleeper, download sleeper now to play their over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Uh, on your mobile phone, again, join the sleep, Join the Sleeper group um, at at sleeper.com backslash SGP. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join the right squad. Get a $100 deposit match, 100% deposit match up to $100 at sleeper.com backslash SGP. All right. Let's get Justin's pick going. I got my third quarterback there. Trey McBride off the board. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes. Damn.
2: I'm a Duke Homer. I, I always admit that, but I also th- I am also expecting a jump from Daniel Jones this year. I think Brian Dable is the per- is one of a is a really good guy to bring into that system. If Daniel Jones doesn't do it for him this year, then throw him to the scrap heap. He's not. He's out. Right. But I'm gonna take the shot there and. Um, Dave, you, you probably disagree. You're probably done with him at this point, but I I do believe that he has some chance and he showed some promise. So they've got some good things around him now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not against it. If, if Daniel Jones plays well enough to be on the giants next year, I'm a very happy guy. Um, I'm a very patient fan and I understand that the situation that he's been in, has been awful. Um, he played pretty well under Pat Shermer. I know we had the turnover issue, um, but he did show glimpses. And for fantasy, he showed glimpses. He had three top five quarterback finishes and I think five or six um, QB one finishes his first year as a rookie. Um, so he showed the potential. His rushing upside is there. They're a bad team. They're going to be playing from behind, throwing the ball a lot. And I think with you know the offensive line improvements, Dable, and it's not – it's, it's not the worst receiving room in the league. You got Wando Robinson, Kadarius, Tony Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley can catch the ball. You know, we'll see. if he doesn't do it this year, then 100% we're, we're going to be the ones taking Bryce young at the, <laughs> the three spot.
1: Man. I had no idea. Russell Gage was here in the, in the 13th round. Um, Justin, solid pick there. I mean, obviously I have Mike Evans, so maybe he wasn't meant to be there on my team, but that is some amazing value for Russell Gage here in the 13th. You're looking at some of the guys that are going here around him. Uh, John Mechie, Rondell Moore. I mean, I'm very happy about that, but um, I mean, some of those guys, David Bell, Lockett, I'd rather have Gage over all of them this year. Um, Solid pick, man. Yeah.
0: It's nice. funny. It's funny you said that. Cause I was going to ask you guys, is there anyone on the board this, you know, in the, in the teens, you know, the 10th, 11th, 12th round that stands out to you. So Russell Gage, 1305 that, you know, that definitely sticks out. I was, I was thinking about Russell Gage and didn't even think to look, you know, look for him. Um, But in my, in my drafts where I'm paying a little bit more attention, I definitely would have um, you know, Antonio Brown, had some fantasy relevance mm-hmm. and that was with a healthy Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah.
2: I I love Michael Gallup and, and Ralph knows really well that I don't like the Cowboys and hate talking about them. And I've already got one Cowboy on my roster, but <laughs> Michael Gallup right there is fantastic value in the 10th round. You're talking about the second wide receiver on a team. That's going to throw the ball 600 times. Dak is a top 10 quarterback in the league. Um, I, You know, okay, you may not get him for the first six weeks of the season, but, like, you're talking about a guy who's 25, 26 years old, I believe, and um, he's there to stay now. Amari Cooper is gone, and they're going to keep him on that roster. So I think that's fantastic value there.
1: I agree with that. And I think we saw him put up some some decent numbers when he is on that field, um, to your point, Justin, and I think – with, with Cooper now out, and he's just, just a solid wide receiver too, which is why I didn't mind taking Tolbert there in the 13th round um, as kind of a guy that's going to be stepping in there for Gallup in the meantime. And for, you know, rookie quarterbacks that we talked about earlier, it's obviously it's important for them to go in there when the time is right. For rookie wide receivers, I think, I think otherwise. I think get them as much exposure as they can early on, have them on that field, have them play that, and get exposure. I think that makes them just develop them so much quicker and I think so. I mean, Tolbert is going to have that opportunity day 1 for the Cowboys and and I mean, they've got their first two games of the season. They open up against Tampa and Cincinnati. So, you bet your your butt that Dak Prescott is throwing the ball 40, 45 times both those games. So, I'm excited to see what he does even after Gallup's return.
0: So, yeah, and it's it's uh interesting they, you know, came out with some odds this week that the number three favorite to get Julio Jones is actually the Dallas Cowboys. I saw that. Um, wow. number, number two is the Colts. Number one was the Green Bay Packers. So that could, you know, put a little bit of a blanket on Tolbert. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Tolbert's, Tolbert's a good player. Um, you know, for me, there's quite a few running backs, especially in that, you know, um, that 10th, 11th round. We all know I like Isaiah Spiller. Um, Mm -hmm. Damian Pierce is an interesting situation. But, you know, you got Rashad Penny, Alexander Madison, Devin Singletary could all be starting running backs and Chase Edmonds. They could all be starting running backs. We got them in the 11th. Yeah. So someone that's a zero RB guy or someone that doesn't really draft heavily to running backs, that's very interesting. So remember, that's the 11th round in the super flex. You're getting those guys. So, Evan Ingram wanted to talk about him. I was, you know, talking on a thread, and, you know, people were talking about who are some guys that could potentially be, you know, top, top end tight ends or even the tight end one overall. And the guy, you know, mentioned Evan Ingram, and I said, that's crazy. He's not going to be a number one overall. He's not in that conversation. And he said, well, why? And I said, well, I mean, first, you got to catch the ball is the number one thing. He's got go a little case of the drops. But I can see why he'd be a breakout candidate. Again, I like guys that are getting 120 targets. And I like how guys that are, you know, guys that are number two in their team on targets. Evan Ingram could easily be the number two or number three target getter in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson's had great success with tight ends. What are your guys'
1: thoughts about Evan Ingram? I love Evan Ingram this year. Um, and, And you know what? Love is a strong word. So I, I really like, <laughs> um, and, and I think Dave, to your point, um, I actually tweeted out earlier this week around why he's going to outperform his tight end 22 ADP in redraft right now. And I think in large, a lot of that is Doug Peterson. We saw Ertz and his tight end six, three, two, and four. In that time that Peterson was there Ertz averaged about 127 targets per season. All the reports that you're hearing that he is just that you know that Trevor Lawrence loves him, that he's going in there, and he's he's in good shape, that he looks good, um, which I know probably pains you, Dave, because you know it's like where the hell was that when he was with the Giants? But <laughs> um, you know it, it's you're looking at some of those reports, some of those things that you're hearing. And, um, I mean, it's
2: a new day out
1: there at Jacksonville, and I think I mean Evan Ingram, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, was. If not the first, one of the first big signings that that they did with that new coaching staff. So it's, it's exciting to see that, and I think in in his ADP and where he's at right now, it's I think he's a bargain.
0: Yeah, and Peterson's very familiar with him from his time over in the NFC East, and you know um, Ingram's always looked good. He just has you know he's looked looked good on a hoodie with a hoodie on the sideline a lot of times because he's been banged up. So if he can stay healthy, I think this could be a very good season for him. Mm-hmm. Um You know, and I, I do think he's, he's an interesting guy when you talk about these late round tight ends, because if you miss out on Dalton Schultz and those other guys before him, it's really hard to go take a guy like a Dallas Goddard in the seventh or eighth round or, mm-hmm. or guys in that range, you know, look at Dawson Knox and Mike Gesicki. You really want to take them over Cortland Sutton and, and Hunter Renfro? No. So I'd rather just punt the position and get Evan Ingram, um, guys like that. What are your guys' thoughts about um, any other breakout tight ends that you see later on?
2: Uh, you know – Ertz Ertz is really intriguing to me, especially for the first six weeks of the year with Hopkins being out. Like there's not a whole lot of just consistent pass catchers in that offense. Um, I was actually going to bring up Evan Ingram before you did, because I love that you made that pick. Same reason that Ralph pointed out, Doug Peterson just has a track record of wanting to funnel the ball to his tight ends. I would expect that position to potentially get 140 targets this year. Um, in that offense at least And so if you're looking at that When you're talking about a tight end That could potentially cap the 70 reception mark That's a big deal, right? Especially in the 14th round That's a steal um, So so that's where I'm at um, I would love to jump on the Noah Fant train I just don't trust the quarterbacks I would maybe, maybe jump on the Noah Fant train for Dynasty If he's a stash
1: Yeah I would say it's a guy on here who I was I was hoping would make it back to me again. And I already had Cole Komet and Zach Ertz, but I told myself if Irv Smith drops to me at 12-12, I'm, I'm, I'm literally smashing my keyboard to draft him. Um, very similar situation to Jacksonville where there's a new coaching regime. I mean, just a lot of different pieces in in Minnesota. We're listening the reports that they're not going to be that ground boring game that we've seen from the Vikings in a long time. Or Smith is finally healthy; he's looking up. He was a top prospect, you know, obviously coming out of college. But we've been excited, and we've been waiting so long to see Er Ur- Smith on that field. And I think, you know, and 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 with with uh, Kyle Rudolph not there, right? Because I think that was like the other big piece. So now he's got that whole field to himself. So. I'm excited to see what they can do, what he can do. And I think him at 12-12 is actually a steal. MVS is still on the board. Wow. He was still on the board. I was shocked.
0: Yeah, with – uh, you know, I think it is interesting with Irv Smith, and people are kind of over it where they're just like the – I don't know what to call it, but they're, they're just like, they're, they're getting excited about Irv Smith. They're sick of getting excited about Irv Smith, sick of hearing about Irv Smith, but Tyler Conklin who does not at all have any of the athletic gifts that Irv Smith has was a pretty solid option. And I yeah. get it. There's offensive changes. I just put out a post today. Don't go and base your your conversations on what the offense did last year because half the league has changed either a head coach, offensive coordinator, or both. But we got an offense coming over from the Rams. If they base anything off of what they did in, in L.A., you're going to see a lot of crossing routes. You're going to lot see a lot of timing routes, things like that. Justin Jefferson should be on pace for a monster, monster year. And They use the tight ends a lot in L.A. A lot of times their offense is based on the fact that it looks like a run. It's a pass. Looks like a pass. It's a run. They want everything to look the same and keep the defense on their toes. So there's a lot of 12 personnel. Irv Smith's going to be on the field a lot. And if he's on the field a lot, running routes a lot, he's going to catch a whole lot of balls. All right. Yeah. There's, there's some options here at, um, yeah, there's definitely some options here at, what are your guys' thoughts about Jamison Crowder? Will Fuller, Tim Patrick, KJ Hammer. What do you guys talk about those guys?
2: I like, I love Jamison Crowder. So, in that offense, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Um, You know, I I keep saying that I don't really know what Ken Dorsey changes in an offense from Brian Dable. I don't expect them to drop more than even a 5% decrease in pass attempts. So, Jameson Crowder, he's always got the injury that he's got to he's got to avoid. But if he's healthy, Cole Beasley was a solid wide receiver three yeah. almost every time he was in the lineup last year. And so Jameson Crowder's definitely got that talent that talent level, and he can do that. So he's he's definitely one there for me. Who are the other ones that you said, Dave?
0: Um, other guys I was thinking about: uh, Will Fuller. Um, see what happens with him. Um, Tim Patrick. Honestly, wasn't thinking too much about KJ Hamler. I'm not excited about him. But I, I, I think Tim Patrick could end up being pretty sneaky over there. Um, and the other guy left on the board that I liked was Nico Collins. I took Nico. Wait, didn't
1: I take Nico Collins? Oh, You, might you did. You no, did. Last I did. Week. Well, I, took I was 17. looking at
0: him. I was looking at him. So let's let's go through the teams. Let's just go through our teams. And then if there's a team out there that you like, let's talk about it. So Ralph started off with Mr. Justin Herbert. Then he got Trey Lance. So running backs are Brees Hall, AJ Dillon, and Miles Sanders. Then he has DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Rashad Bateman, Alan Lazard at the receiver position. Also got Jalen Tolbert and Josh Palmer. And a lot of receivers Jalen Tolbert, Josh Palmer, Mar- Marquez Valdez, Nico Collins. Yep. He also got Hassan Haskins at running back. Then our tight end, Cole Komet, Zach Ertz. Then he had
1: Desmond Ritter as his third quarterback. Ralph, how do you like your team? I would I would love to actually have this team. I, I think there's a lot of upside guys that I drafted with a combination of guys who have performed in year in and year out. We talked about Mike Evans and his consistency. We know what to expect from Herbert this year. There's obviously question marks around Trey Lance and and dj Moore based on you know what quarterback play looks like but i think dj Moore has been very consistent in his own form um mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's gonna get an, an average of 130 140 targets this year um feel great having aj dylan as my running back too and miles sanders i know we talked about him kind of just like getting over that radar that everyone thinks that he's just dead in that offense and i think miles sanders was was great a great pickup there and Cole Komet this year, I think, is going to be is going to have that breakout year that we're looking for. I mean, I know we talked about Justin Fields a little bit. And if we're looking at the weapons that Fields has, he has the ability to support a top 10 tight end in Cole Komet. And based on everything that we've seen and what we saw, that big year two step in Comet, um, I, I I love that upside. And obviously, then to draft Ertz two rounds later, and we know what to expect from him. Um, yeah, yeah I feel like this team would compete year one with with some potential to obviously continue competing in the future. I think my oldest guy on this team is uh, Zach Ertz, which I mean, he's, he's 31. So I would, I would dig this team. Yeah. I, I talked about having a tight end that could
0: be potentially the second target leader on the team. And you got two of them. Yep. So Justin, you went hero quarterback. You had Josh Allen as your first quarterback, Stefan Diggs, Devante Adams, a little older at receiver, but you're going to be pretty powerful year one. Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, Stud. He's got some Studs right there. Then, up, oh, skip too far. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, back-to-back Chargers, Car- Cortland Sutton, keeping it in the West, Isaiah Spiller. Um, so there's your your uh, rookie <laughs> running back. Um, and then you have Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Russell Gage, Naheem Hines, Gus Edwards, Tight ends are Brevin Jordan and Gerald Everett. What are your thoughts on this team?
2: Yeah, so obviously I'm lacking a little bit in some youth here. I like to approach new startup dynasties, especially new startup dynasties, in a three-year window. And so this is why I feel really comfortable about this team. I think there's a three-year win window for sure. Um, if I was to win early, I could potentially start shipping some of these picks out and get some early drafts to potentially get this team younger. Um i really like the depth at wide receiver. I wanted to stack Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs, the way that that fell. Um, obviously, I wanted uh, Barkley instead of Antonio Gibson. So the running backs are a little bit wishy-washy, um, but I think Zeke is a good floor. Whereas Dobbins and Barkley would have been good upside picks, and so so feel pretty good. Weak at tight end, but in di- in Dynasty, I'm I'm kind of. I kind of take the approach personally with, with dynasty of if I'm not going to have one of the top three, then I'm just going to ship tight ends every year and try to figure something out.
0: Now I can, I can dig that Rob. any comments on
1: team X factor? I, I think if there was a favorite for uh year one, we're probably looking at it here between this and, and a couple other teams, but you've got that immediate impact team. And I think, you know, towards the end of the year, there's probably some guys that you could probably still sell off, um, you know, given that you, you take the dub and then you're able to, and you want to get younger. So um, I think that's a great squad, man.
0: So I, I like to go with a balanced roster. Um, so that's what I did here. got a pretty balanced squad, not only balanced as far as the positional strength, but balanced kind of some youth, some older pecs. Um, so Justin Jefferson, Deandre Swift, too young dynasty assets. If something happens, this team goes south. I have no problem trading, you know, if I have to trade those guys to get a, a nice, you know, a bounty for them. Matthew Stafford, a little older at quarterback, but I like the value in the third round. Um, Michael Pittman as my wide receiver too. Um, I took him over some other guys that I, that I like, like Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore. Thought about those guys want to go a little bit bold with Michael Pittman, Um, David Montgomery and Aaron Jones right here as my second and third. Um, I was hoping to get Derek Carr here, but I was very satisfied with Aaron Jones. Even if I just get one year out of him, it's going to be a really good year. Um, Really happy getting Dalton Schultz and Kirk Cousins. I was thinking Kirk Cousins here, but Dalton Schultz isn't going to make it back. Played the game and won. Um, And this is where i not in love with Gabe Davis and Kirk, you know, Christian Kirk as my, and KG KJ Osborne as my next up at the receiver position. Um, so that's my third, fourth and fifth receivers. I like Rashad Penny here. I am a Ken Walker guy, but you can't, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. It's okay to go with Penny here in the 11th. Um, Matt Ryan, Ronald Jones, just some, you know, stuff out there coming out there this week that he could potentially take the lead there. I don't know if he does that, but in the thirteenth round, I'll take that risk because if it happens, I'm gonna have a great trade piece. Um, same thing with Penny, um, Evan Ingram. We talked about him, KJ Osborne. Kind of the same situation as Irv Smith. If it's not Irv Smith, KJ Osborne is gonna have a good year. Um, and then down Foreman, he is the you know he is the backup to Christian McCaffrey. He looked really good last year backing up uh, Derrick Henry. And so Deonta Foreman and uh, Daryl Williams are two of my favorite late round running backs that you can pick up that have some really high upside. And then Jameson Crowder, he's just a safe PPR guy. It's a half PPR league. He if he can stay healthy, he's just 27 years old. And if he gets that Cole Beasley, hundred plus targets, it's going to be pretty solid over there. Yep. All right. Anything else before we get out of here, gentlemen? I think the
2: fact that you got Aaron Jones in the sixth round was an absolute steal. Like everybody looks at Aaron Jones, like he is on like one foot in the grave. He's 27 years old, doesn't turn 28 until December. So whether he's still in green Bay after this year, it doesn't really matter. He's still got
0: tread on the tires.
1: Yep. yep. Agreed. His,
0: his splits without Devonta Adams are just crazy. Um, I think him and AJ Dillon are going to coexist and could be very, very good um you know a lot of targets and a lot of production is mm-hmm. gone with Devonte adams leaving and the offense is going to have to learn how to to go in a different direction and i think they're going to rely on that offensive line in the running game and they'll find a way to to win games aaron Rodgers did not fall off when Devonte adams missed time i think the packers are going to win some games this year plus the nfc is Kind of
2: <laughs> I think Aaron Jones potentially may be my Austin Eckler for this year, to be uh, honest. So he's just like, ah, he's going to catch the ball. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody. Uh, we got an article that just came out today about 2023 um, draft class. I know everyone wants to know about those. They want to collect those 2023 first round picks and you are being told by everybody to collect those 2023 picks. I go through the draft class and tell you why. Answer the question, is it worth the hype? I'll, I'll give you that answer, and it's yes. Yeah, it's definitely worth it.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Everybody have a good night, and as always, good luck this season.